2: Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox and
4: El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio.
5: Hola, ¿qué tal? What is up, everybody? This is the El Huddle Podcast. I am merely Will Salva alongside my hermana, my prima, mi prima hermana, MJ Acosta
4: Ruiz. You know, it's funny. Well, I think if anybody outside of the Latino community is like, mm, how can she be your prima and herma? But like, we inherently understand what that means, right? <laughs> yes, we like, do. Like, I've got so many primas and a lot of primas that are not actually my primas, but they are.
5: Yeah, well, I've got Left the, line prima, the prima hermanos. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I totally thought of you because I took my son to get his haircut and it's a really cash barbershop, right? where they have a small little fridge, they've got adult beverages yeah. there, etc. Mm-hmm. And so this this nice man he came in there, hanging out with him and come to find out that he's Panamanian.
6: Hey. And
5: and and he's also Nicaraguan.
4: Okay. That's, that's it. Right? So he's coming on the pod next
5: week. <laughs> well, he does he does some form of organizing, planning, something in the entertainment industry that has to do with one of the award shows, I believe.
6: Ah, we love and
5: him. Yeah, so really nice, casual vibe. And I was telling him about your trip to Panama and 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 how it was like, and you know, I was telling him about about you going to the beaches, etc., and what his drink of choice was. And he's he like, "Oh, rum and coke. That's that's what we Right. Right, that's the drink of choice. Is, is that the drink of choice there, we or is did, there a I
4: variation don't know. I think of it. they sort of cater to whatever you're in the mood for. But I will say this about the adult beverages in Panama. Okay,
5: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: they are served in like a goblet, a chalice-sized cup. Like I was like, I just wanted a cocktail, honey. I <laughs> don't want a pitcher. I don't want a picture of whatever this, but, you know, pina colada is like, wow. I was like, how many did we order? And, and so at first we thought it was just, okay, maybe it's just like this particular restaurant. Everywhere we went, boom, goblet. So mm-hmm. the moral of the story is in Panama, they're going to make sure you have a good time. All right. One way or another. You're going to have well, this Remico. You'll have this pina colada. Yeah. And you're going to love it.
5: Well, well, in, in <laughs> Peru, they have pisco sour. I don't know if you've had a pisco mm. sour before. I have, but uh, honestly, like that will literally melt your contact lenses. I mean that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. you're, you're,
5: yeah, Yeah. no, it is, and I just remember just kind of casually drinking it and thinking, "Whoa, it's like literally, like it was like I poured motor oil down my gullet." I was like, "Whoa,
4: I've got one for you." Have you ever had mamejuana from Dominican Republic?
5: No, what is that? (gasps) What is that?
4: It is made, if all of you, if you're listening, please go go, Google what's in Mama Juana. It might take you back a little bit because it's in a bottle. There's like bark and like berries and roots and like all of these different herbs and things in it. I mean, it smells like rubbitessin, but worse. (laughs) It's not, to me, it is not an enjoyable experience, but it is very, very like typical of Dominican Republic. Like it's specific to the Dominican Republic and they call it, the baby maker. Oh, wow. So needless never to say, yes, no, it is a lot. So needless to say, I've stayed away from it as long as possible in my whole life. But like my parents have a couple bottles of it in the house. Like it is only like Noche Buena, three in the morning. The party has gone to that level where they're like Mama Juana time and everyone's like, <laughs> you're either going to leave <laughs> or you're going to lean in. You're going to lean into the chaos. So it's, uh, I, think, I feel like every country Right, every Latin American country has that. Certainly, every country has that one drink. Like mm-hmm. the U.S., I would I would liken it to like for my all Americans, like moonshine. Like it's
5: oh wow, so yeah, it's intense. potent. That, that's that's like it's, it's a Pisco Sour's like that. Or, Stings or Flo- the
4: nostrils. Yeah,
5: Florida de Caña. That's that's Flor de the, caña. yeah. Exactly. I mean, those are those drinks. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. no joke. Oh, so I didn't, I didn't realize that because at first when I heard you say it, I thought you said it was like a mojito and I Mm -hmm. thought like, oh, is that, no, only. yeah, yeah, that's, that's different.
4: Yeah. Um, Well, I feel
5: inebriated right now just talking about
4: it. It's, it's intense. I don't understand it. Of course, like growing up, we were like, oh, we can't wait to try it. And then we tried it and we're like, oh, why do you drink this? (laughs) What's wrong with you?
5: (laughs) You know, what, one thing we have not touched upon since we've started this podcast is our names, because mm-hmm. that's a that's a big deal. Uh, I think we've talked about I, that a
4: little bit, but we haven't really, really,
5: gone really not yet. not yeah, not really a, a deep dive. We have touched right. upon it though. Where for me, people look at my name and say, "Will Selva." Well, he's he's Italian. He's got to be Italian, <laughs> right?
4: Yeah,
5: and, yeah. and uh, it's like no. Because I think people are so preconditioned and maybe not Mm -hmm. all people, but most people seem to be preconditioned because they have to know what the name is. So if it's Pedro, Carlos, David, whatever it is, people need to know, Okay, now I know he's Latino, but in my case, they they don't know. And it's been something that has always, to be honest with you, bothered me a little bit. And mm. as, as a matter of fact, when I was starting off in the business, I'm not going to say where this happened, but I had two bosses who pulled me inside the office and said, mm. "Hey, so, so what, would you, what would you make of the fact if we changed your name or you changed your name to Guillermo? And I said, Oh, that's interesting. It's and i not say, even
4: close to Will. Huh? Right,
5: right. Well, so, so growing up in like San Francisco, that. growing up in San Francisco, I was called Guillermo. You know, because my brothers because... were like, you know, my my Juan Antonio, Fernando Jose, Roberto Francisco, Jose Luis. Oh, was that you know. your middle name? Uh, so no, that was so no, Guillermo, okay. no, this is William in in Spanish, right? So um, oh, yeah. So, so they so they just automatically said, there's no way this kid is related to this family and his name's Will. Uh, uh-uh, No way. And so my bosses knew that, remembered that. And they said, "So, what do you think? I mean, you know, Guillermo, this is kind of uh, a fresh start for you. What do you think about that? Um, so, you know, I went home uh, and then I called up my parents and my brothers are like, no, it's not your name. Say your name. It's it's just like we would have called you that. You know, my right. my mom said the best looking guy in yeah. Nicaragua was named William, so I have to I had to go with that.
4: We have to honor. What yes. You yes. For you?
3: yes.
5: So it was oh, just a a weird thing for me because that always kind of seemed to to bother me because my first language yeah. was Spanish and and I'm very proud and of, of who and what I am, and uh, so so the whole name thing really. I don't know that that kind of just sometimes hits me the wrong way. And it just like I yeah. and we have talked about it like like just like you don't have to be you don't have to have a name that necessarily screams that you're Latino. Right. But it's just like sometimes right. I think that people just think of people putting people in in silos or in boxes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean?
4: 100%. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think people want it to be palatable to what they know, what they've been conditioned to expect in the mainstream um, as what Latino represents. Is mm-hmm. what it is. This is what we've seen our whole lives. It's been the Marías and the Jose's and the. That's right. Which, of course, yes, they're very much part of the culture. But like, as you know, my full name is Marjorie. Right. How right. my mom found Marjorie in the middle yes. of Santo Domingo, I cannot tell you. I think she said she saw it on a in either in a movie or on a building. Right. And to this day, there are family members who cannot pronounce it correctly. I've heard every variation you can imagine with well, a Latino accent. Well, when were name. you called it's MJ? Hilarious. Like when, oh, when that wasn't did that come until, I, That wasn't until I got like well into my 20s, I would say in college, um, my friend, Cindy Winters, who's a, a phenomenal artist, she's on Broadway, she's a singer, on um, this beautiful creative mind, very good friend of mine, we danced together. And every time we would go sign up for something, and if there's not a sign up sheet, somebody's writing your name in, they would always spell my name wrong, always. So it was mm. constantly like, no, it's Marjorie with a J, Marjorie with a J, Marjorie with a J. They'd put a Y in Miami. If it was a Spanish speaker, they'd put a double L, they'd put a G, like everything but how my name was spelled. So she was like, well, why don't you just shorten it? Why don't you just go by MJ? And I was like, I kind of like that. So she's mm. like, all right, let's test it out. Let's work this. So Cindy, shout out to Cindy Winters. She is um, the creator right, of this of this, um, altar. Not my alter ego, just sort of like, it, and it's sort of like fit me. No offense to my mom, of course, was horrified that I shortened my name to just two letters. Right. So
5: she, did she hate it? Right. Did she did she hate it? She was not. Ple- she was not, pleased. She was not yeah. pleased. How about your dad? Did did he, he care?
4: Ah, my dad didn't really care. Plus, my dad's like a basketball head, right? So he was like, "Oh, I'm looks like a Jordan," so he was cool with it. Okay, um, so he was cool, But yeah. but it was it was interesting. I felt, um, but now like. If someone calls me by my full name, which like Mm. only really my husband does now at this point. He
5: calls calls you by your full name. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. This fascinates me because this is like Prince when he was married and he was the symbol. And I remember him sitting down for an interview and I don't know who was doing the interview. It might have been like Barbara Walters or something. Yeah. And she asked, she asked the wife, ex-wife, you know, what what do you call him? It's like, oh, I don't call him anything. it It was very weird. So yeah. So so, MJ. He he doesn't no. call it, but you were yeah. MJ at that point, though. When you yeah, guys, yeah, yeah,
4: very much, very much. Though, so. but he asked me, well, because he had a nickname too when I met him, and I was like, that's not your real name. So he's like, well, I don't think MJ's your real name. So we got it, it sort of became like a funny uh, little no. thing with us. So that's where it came from.
5: I know, I know why he calls no. you by by your real name because he didn't want to get in your mom's bad graces. That's ah, the reason the why. Puerto Rican
4: man. Yeah. <laughs> Love above the above. But to your point, like the nicknames that we create, even from our. So OK, I've, I've told you about my auntie, my tia Susie. Tia yeah, Susie. It's not, that's not her name. It's Not her name. Susie came from Asuncion de la Alta Gracia, all right? <laughs> uh, the ascension of higher grace. If we're translating but everybody calls her Susie for sure. because who's going to call her? De la Nobody. The Dominican Republic is very Catholic, by the most part. So the the sort of like um, La Virgen de la Guadalupe. And oh, yeah. Right. In different countries, it's a different um, uh, mother virgin. So in DR, it's Maria de la Graca, which is my mom's name.
5: Wow. So well, see, if, if I if I was born a girl, I would have been Guadalupe. That would have been my name. So you you are. Talking... I know a lot of men
4: named Guadalupe actually too, out of Mexico.
5: Like yeah in, in, yeah yeah yeah. So I, they go I by mean... Guad.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh well, well, Guad. Yeah. Okay, I get yeah. that. The, the yeah. but but that's that's what my mom said like yeah, if you were a girl, yeah. you would have been Guadalupe. So Lupe. it's it's, Lupe it's very sure. interesting. I, know yeah. I, I thought um, I thought it was just really like in Cuba that they have the names like like use use Navy. I heard that it's like use Usna- oh, US Navy. Usnavi. Yeah, but it's like it was named after the U.S. Navy.
4: I can't you know? <laughs> confirm. I have met more than one living in in Miami as long as I did. Mm-hmm. I've met more than one Usmael and Usnavi, and that's not a joke. Like for real, these these were their names. But like you start, you you see this in the Caribbean, like Latin American countries a mm-hmm. lot. Like I'll give you another example in my family. My beautiful cousin Soricali. super unique name because yeah. my aunt and uncle made it up. My aunt's name is Soraida. And my wild. uncle's name is carlos sorry carly was born literally <laughs> so literal right and it's so cool because it is but like you find names like that all over dr all over cuba and puerto rico for mm-hmm. sure as well like it's mm-hmm. really interesting um where like we were talking earlier where some folks who come to the us from latin american or or hispanic countries and they want to do the opposite right like give you as as american of a name as possible and it's like not nah, Dominicans don't do that, dog. We went all the way in. All <laughs> well, the way like, in. You don't get this name. It, it, oh,
5: in man. Nicaragua, for example, like Johnny is very common. Like Johnny. Yeah. Like like an also Johnny. Names, yeah. Yeah. See, so so it just it those are the sorts of things that that people don't realize, right? Yeah. And uh hopefully when people listen to this, they kind of get what we're talking about uh Mm -hmm. because they'll know
4: they will know inherently because it's in their family too everybody's got that cousin
5: yeah 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 yeah. so so our producer randy just Mm -hmm. said that in certain parts of latino america that if you've been born on december 12th dia de la Mm -hmm. virgen de guadalupe your name guadalupe Mm -hmm. regardless of gender so i I didn't realize that yeah yeah i love
4: that i love that for us i think that's beautiful
5: yeah. Yeah. Like I said, hopefully we can educate our, our listeners if they're not already mm-hmm. educated on, on or they're saying, yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying, MJ and Will. Yeah. But you know what, uh, MJ, let's just get, go over the the quick um, football headlines. Los titulares. Yeah. So let's go over them really quick. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still hasn't been traded. Lamar Shiny. Jackson hasn't signed a contract mm-hmm. and Tyreek Hill is going to retire in, in a couple of years. Those are your headlines did, right there.
4: Did you also hear Tyreek Hill talking smack to Chiefs? Yes. On a Kansas City radio show? Oh my
5: yeah, God. and they said, and they were almost telling him, like, hey, you can take this back or, hey, we don't have to include this, whatever. Right. Well, who was well, all, all in. in.
4: Yeah, he says it with his whole chest. Whatever he says, he means it entirely. But his point in that in that interview was like, I was there for a long time. Like, I know the playbook. I know all your signals. I'm going to be your worst enemy that day. We, we know that these players, they spill all the tea when they get to a new team. That All of them mm-hmm. do it, right? They're like, mm-hmm. all right, coach, let's sit down. This is how they run this offense. This is the scheme that they're going to run. This is what this route is called. This is what this play is called. Like, of course, we know. Yeah. Sometimes I just wish, as a Dolphins fan, right? I sometimes wish he would just play it a little closer to the best, right? But that's it, not his. He ain't going to do that. He ain't going to do that. never want him to change. Um, <laughs> it's great. It's, Get crazy. We'll it's crazy that the, the Chiefs and the Dolphins will be playing this year, That's this coming so season. Fun. Um so fun. it's gonna be great.
5: Gonna yeah. Be a really, yeah, really no, good game. A lot I can't wait to fireworks. see when it is
4: and how far along in the in the schedule it is. I hope it's a little deeper in the year, right? Like not off the selfishly. Um yeah. not off the top. We'll see. Yeah. I can't wait. I love talking that we can talk. I want to thank Tyreek Hill for reminding us of like the matchups, right? Because I think we get into these off season conversations and we're like, Oh, just sign the contract already or, Oh my mm-hmm. God, just give them the trade or whatever. Yeah. And it, it's kind of fun to look ahead at a matchup that will be, I mean, once again, nobody call me that day.
5: <laughs> I'm going to be very
4: stressed out of pocket. Very, that could, I feel like that could be a prime time game. Should be a
5: prime time. Game. Oh, it's definitely going to be a primetime right. game. There's no way that's going to be early window. That's like going one p.m. To be... on a th- Right.
4: Right.
5: Yeah. No, yeah. that ain't happening. Yeah. That That's going to be. That's definitely going to be Sunday night, Monday night. It's going to be Amazon great. I'm gonna for
4: that one. Right. On right. Thursday. You You mm-hmm. kidding
5: me? Al Michaels is <laughs> probably saying yes. Oh, boy, let's Let's yep. do that. Like Al does not hold back. He gives zero bleeps. <laughs> He just, like, like out, out, out this is like, give me a game. Give me some good ones. Yeah, please. I'm too old for this. He's like, oh, a touchdown. What a concept. <laughs>
4: Wasn't it like the, the 12-9? <sighs> was like game he was I so was. sick of it. He was uh, so sick of it. But I, I, I'm excited for this coming season, for sure. I know it's just April, you guys. But, like, it's going to be here in two seconds. Like, I feel like after the draft happens, it's like, boom. Yeah. We get a little reprieve like it's like the real real off season after that and then training camp starts and we're in it.
5: Yeah. So yeah. Th-
4: this is the time to sort of take in the little lull, the personalities because once it's on and popping, we're right back to football Thanks, content, baby.
5: content. Yeah. Yep. Anybody who works in TV, producer, executive producer, doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. The content, the pettiness, the Twitter mm-hmm. beefs, we're all about it and yes, we will be it. We'll be here for it, for sure. Um, Speaking of, I was actually here for uh, an interview with our guest. I I was missing you. I know, but I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. back, back. Yes, yes, you're back. So, interviewed Fresno State wide receiver Jalen Moreno Cropper, who has an amazing background, who talks so glowingly about his grandfather, his grandmother as well, and their influence and what he means to them. So stick around for that. This, of course, is the Al Huddle podcast. She's MJ. I'm
0: Will. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower...
3: And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling
1: nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com.
2: Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Woo! mattresses, and select goods. That's leesa.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See Lisa.com for more details.
6: This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Or download the app today.
7: Hola, qué tal? What's
5: good, everybody? You have found Podcast Nirvana. This is the L Huddle Podcast. I'm Will Salva. MJ Acaso Ruiz not joining me for this one. She's taking care of some things, but I know that she would be excited about the guests that we have lined up for you. Of course, we are gearing up for. The draft that is coming up, we're hearing a lot of names, we're seeing a lot of faces, a lot of workouts, but here on this podcast, we always like to pump up those Latino voices, those Latino players, those ones that we are going to keep an eye on during the draft. And it is a pleasure for me to welcome in a stud wide receiver from Fresno State. Let's give a warm El Huddle. Welcome to Jalen Moreno Cropper what's up Jalen
7: how you doing how you doing
5: hey a lot better now that you're joining us man so many questions to to ask of you especially with your background so Mm -hmm. you have long been known as Jalen Cropper but you added Mm -hmm. the Moreno tell us
7: why so yeah so this past season um upcoming season was my senior year um I knew that, you know, this was going to be my last year playing here for, you know, the Bulldogs in, you know, my hometown, the Fresno area. Um, so I wanted to be remembered as, you know, a little something different, um, something that was very special to me, um, not only to me, but my family. So um, my late grandpa, his his last name was Moreno. Um, and I felt like, you know, everything that he did for me growing up, um, I felt like, you know, I had to lay it all on the line this year for him. Um and be able to just be remembered as not only, you know, Jalen Cropper, but Moreno Cropper. And I felt like, you know, being able to come into this season, um, it, add, it added a little chip to my shoulder. Um, definitely, you know, I played, you know, the game with, you know, uh, a little bit more of a heavy heart than I did last year. So, um, you know, just being able to come out this year, um, obviously, you know, meant a lot to me. Um, but this year definitely meant a lot more knowing that, you know, the name I was playing for on my back.
5: What were the reactions of your teammates and other people that said, whoa, 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 I, I don't get it. Now mm-hmm. you're doing it? Why didn't you do it before? Like, well, what were mm-hmm. what were some people saying to you after
7: you did the change? You know, it was it was crazy. A lot of people were very excited. Um, I think, you know, everybody that knows who I am knows, you know, who my grandpa was to me, um, not only to me but to my family. So, um, you know, the, the staff, you know, Coach Teffer, you know, some of my – you know, the friend my teammates – um, everybody was just, you know, very excited um, when they first heard that. You know, this is what I was going to do. Um, that it was just kind of like talks and stuff like that. But when they finally seen, and I showed them my jersey, um, and they seen, you know, the Moreno Cropper. They were like, "Yeah, like that, that fits you." So, you know, every ever since then, you know, with all this this whole draft process, that's all I've been seeing like Moreno Cropper. So I was like, you know, I might I might just stick with it now. <laughs> I love it. Well, did you think about doing <laughs> it?
5: You know, two years ago, three years ago, like now that you see how cool mm-hmm. it looks to see on jerseys and how much your grandfather means to you, mm-hmm. uh, are, are you wishing that you would have done it sooner?
7: Uh, yeah, m- most definitely. Um, I think that I would have probably done it sooner. Um, But I think, you know, the way I did it, the way I went about it, um, knowing that, you know, I want to leave my senior year with that legacy, knowing that. You know, they know who I was. Um, and I feel like, you know, being able to do that was definitely, you know, the right way. But if I had to go back, I would I would have definitely, you know, been able to change it early on. Sure.
5: Sure. I mean, such an amazing gesture and obviously meant so much to you and your mm-hmm. fam- uh, family. Obviously, I didn't get the, the pleasure to to meet him and know him. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell tell our listeners a little bit about. Your your grandfather Mm -hmm. and and growing up and being around him, maybe some of the lessons he taught you.
7: Man, a a lot of lessons. Um, Basically, you know, he's he was just Jalen. We got time, baby. We we got time. (laughs) (laughs) He was just a a funny dude. You know, he he got along with everybody. Um, Everybody loved him, Um, and I feel like you know what I really got from him was that that family environment um, that you know he brought to everything. Not only you know with art. The exact family, but we you know with friends and anybody that that we bring home. You know any friends. You know he always brought them in with open arms. Um, loved them like he was. A, he, they were one of the, his own. So I think you know that that was something that definitely stuck with me. Um, even up until now, um, everything I do. You know my siblings. You know I look after them like you know they're my own. Um, and there's, you know, a lot of things when, you know, the way he looks at the world, the way he looks at people, um, you know, the the support that he brings to my family, um, everything that he did, you know, it was just wonderful being able to be a part of that um, and be able to take that. And, you know, I obviously grow as a man. So I think that was definitely something for me, um, you know, being able to grow up um, when I was always young. I spent, you know, every day with him. Uh, he picked me up from practice, dropped me off at practice in the mornings. Um, home depot trips load trips you know just doing all that stuff uh, when it was his one-on-one time with my grandma you know i'm i'm always third with. i'm always tagging along so um uh, you know being able to go go through that with him uh, was definitely something that you know there was a lot of life lessons um but if you ask anybody who, who knew who my grandpa was uh, i mean they, they have nothing but good things to say about him
5: well just Based on what you've told me, I don't have any doubt that anybody would say anything other than great things mm-hmm. about him. Um, were, were there were there particular things like just from a cultural standpoint where, you know, he talked about his his background, about being Latino? Did mm-hmm. like what sorts of, of things did you did you glean from him or did he tell you about maybe
7: mm-hmm. customs or or things that he did when he grew up? Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of things that he did, you know, the stories that he would tell me but with him and his siblings, how they you know, they walked everywhere. They they would go in the mornings to go work with uh my with his dad and my great grandpa. Um, they would go out there, work in the fields all day, come home, eat, you know, and it was kinda like the same routine. So I think just hearing that stuff and you know, from a Latino background, you you see that the work ethic that they bring. Um and I feel like you know everything that they that he did um you know he worked very hard for it um to you know be able to provide food for our family uh to ride you know shelter a roof over our heads and everything he did you know he he did it with his best effort and you know it wasn't only him you can tell that you know in the latino culture um this is very you know very very uh similar to how everybody's mindset is and it's always you know work for everything you have and I feel like that was definitely something that, you know, I took from him because, you know, obviously going to a smaller school like Fresno State, you know, you got to work a little bit hard. But everything that you do, you know, you, you understand the work that you have to put into to get to the places that you want to do to you know, achieve the goals that you have. Obviously, Fresno has a big Latino community there. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did they
5: think when you did the name <coughs> change and how did they embrace you even more than mm-hmm. they
7: probably did? Yeah, it was it was definitely cool seeing, you know, all the little uh, the things that the fans would say, you know, I read like Twitter posts of people saying, you know, Jalen Cropper. And then then you'll see like fans know it's Moreno Cropper. Uh, So, you know, just seeing little things like that, um, seeing things like, you know, people going around and actually remembering, you know, uh, talking to me, you know, oh, that's Moreno Cropper, like things like that. When you hear those things. That's, That's like, cool. OK, like they approve of this, you know, they like what, you know, what was going on. Um, and then you see all, you know, the things that, you know, these the kids are, you know, making little pictures or, you know, edits and stuff like that. And it says Moreno Cropper. So, you know, that was that was kind of like one of the cool parts. Um, just knowing that, you know, the vision that I had going into that season, you know, it, it was coming full full circle. Well, do you feel like the
5: weight of that in some sense? Because you have the name and then everything that comes with it. Do you feel mm-hmm. like a little extra pressure or it's not even that? It
7: just feels like it's it's a natural thing and that's just something that's, mm-hmm. that's guiding me. Uh, I, I would definitely say, you know, it's kind of like a natural thing. Um, I don't think it ever brought, you know, too much pressure upon me. Um, I think it was very, you know... Everything that I did, you know, I've always moved, you know, knowing that whatever the decisions I make, you know, it's going to affect my family. So I think, you know, just moving with knowing that now it's not, you know, just my, my dad's side of the family. Now it's, you know, the Moreno side of the family. So knowing, mm-hmm. that, you know, I'm I'm standing for a lot more now, um, knowing that, you know, I had the last name, my grandpa on my back, on his family, um, and, and, you know, everybody that knows that last name. So, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people around here, um, uh, with this, you know, I have a lot of family out here. Um, a lot sure. of family in Texas that, you know, that's where my grandpa grew up. So, you know, just knowing that, you know, this, I have a lot of family everywhere, um, and the support of everybody, that was definitely something that really helped me a lot.
5: Now, now we, we talk on this podcast a lot, uh, MJ and I about, you know, los abuelos or la abuelita Mm -hmm. were growing up and and taking part in the food right Mm -hmm. that is such a part of our you know culture right yeah so what were some of the dishes that -hmm. you remember growing up and saying yeah that that's my go-to
7: that's my jam my go-to, man, there's, there's a lot of go-tos. Um, <laughs> my number one is the number one thing I always ask for. Um, I think when I first got back from Florida, when I was training down in Florida, um, when I first got back home, the first thing I asked my, my grandma to make was uh, chile verde enchiladas. Ooh. Um, that, was, that was the first thing. And, um, that was always been something that if I go to a Mexican restaurant, that's the first thing. I'm not ordering nothing else but that. So that'll <laughs> definitely be high, high number one um, there's no close second. Wow, so so that's
5: the the chile verde. That's that's your thing, that's, that's what you my get. Thing. Yeah, that's
7: my thing right there. Okay,
5: okay. And then when you go around to Fresno restaurants, it's Mexican restaurants, mm-hmm. like what do you order there? Is, is that is that it?
7: Same, same thing, everywhere I go, <laughs> yeah. it's same, same thing. <laughs> that's always, that's the uh, that's always the thing i get even like growing up um, we had like little fundraisers for you know the kids for sports and stuff like that um we would always make like chili verde, uh like the lunch plates so you mm-hmm. had the rice you had the beans you had your you know your your flour tortillas or corn tortillas you know a drink and it was always you know that was something i bought I always had, like, at least two plates every time we went. <laughs> hey, man, you're, you're a growing
5: boy, right? I yeah. Mean, I'll, I'll have a couple of plates myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so beans and rice... Well, what what else do you have in there? Because we've asked our guests before. We had, for example, Malcolm Rodriguez, linebacker for for the Lions, and he has a certain mm-hmm. particular type of burrito that he eats. And I threw out like like in California, especially down in San Diego, Southern California, you've got fries
7: in the burritos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's what, some, there's what, some what, what do you, you think? Got fries in there. Um, it de- it depends what kind of fries you put in there. It, it, that's really I think that you, it depends what fries you get in there. There's a place out here um, they have the salad fries um, and they use like the crinkle the crinkle cut the fries. Okay. in, in, the, burritos. The, in yeah, the burritos, in the burritos, in the burritos. So that's probably the only fries that I'll, I'll eat in my burrito.
5: But but is it? It's it's not a meal that you would have say game day, would it?
7: Um. Nah, if I had to choose game day, definitely my enchiladas. <laughs> you had to have that, right? Yeah, had, had to. if I had to choose something for game day, I had to have that.
5: Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's what it's all about. I mean, you just come from such a cool, unique background. Just from talking to you, it's it's just mm-hmm. clear you're so proud of who you are, what you came from and the, the Fresno community and how they've embraced mm-hmm. you. Um, y, you know, we, we like keeping an eye on all the, the players that have, you know, Latino heritage in them. And, and, and we always like keeping tabs, you know, it's like mm-hmm. I grew up, my parents were like, Oh, mira, ese, ese is Latino. And they're going to say the same thing about mm-hmm. you. Mira, ya está, oreno a cropper. Ya esta. Mm-hmm. Uh what, what does that mean to you? Uh, that that's a that's a big deal that that mm-hmm. we do on this podcast but but i know it's like my my parents they were very much like that my family mm-hmm. you know mj's family
7: parents are like that i mean mm-hmm. it's, it's a big deal man yeah no it's, it's definitely a big deal um i think when it really hit me um uh, when that i had went to the swap meet with my with my grandma um and it, you know it was it was a, it was a couple of little kids with the, you know their families and stuff like that and You know, they were asking for pictures and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously, you know, being able to, you know, understand what they're saying with my grandma and things like that. It was definitely, you know, like a kind of like a dream come true. Because, you know, obviously, you know, growing up, you know, you were once that that little kid, you know, asking for a picture with somebody or saying, Mom, look, you know, that's that's Devontae. So that was definitely something, you know, for me that was just like a full circle moment. Obviously, you know, definitely, you know, very, very blessed. Uh, to just be in this this moment, um be able to go through this opportunity, be able to have this opportunity. um, but you know all those things, all those little things, you know, it, they definitely add up, and you know, I'm extremely blessed. you know any bit of Spanish or you just know like the bad words? Any, <laughs> nice. uh, no, I, I know <laughs> quite a few. i'm I'm able to understand um more than i'm I'm able to, you know speak it. Um, mm-hmm. that was definitely something that, you know, my mom grew up, her first language was just Spanish. Um, you know, my grandparents, my, my grandma, you could tell, you could tell my grandma, my grandma, you know, it has, you know, Latino in her just the way, you know, she, she sounds. Um, but you know, she's definitely, she definitely helped me out a lot. We're definitely, so my little brother, we're trying to teach him Spanish right now. My little brother, he's four years old. So hopefully he's able to grow up and, you know, do better than me and my other siblings. Hey, but listen, Jalen, you, you got time, my friend. And then once you're
5: in the league, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, well, would you consider making a trip, say, to Mexico and staying there for like mm-hmm. a couple of months or doing
7: something like that? I'm, I'm most, most definitely. I've, I've talked to my grandma about uh, – she's, she's from Guadalajara. Um, so yeah. I've, I've been, you know, I've I've talked to them about, you know, being able to go out there and, you know, be able to just see everything um, and, you know, be able to see where, you know, she grew up at, um, where her family's at and things like that. Just, you know, definitely, you know, culture change, um, but also, you know, being able to go out there and, and actually see and explore, you know, these different cultures hmm you know in guadalajara i've been there before the
5: people incredibly nice mm-hmm. very cosmopolitan mm-hmm. it's it's very different very unlike anything that if somebody has a certain image of mexico mm-hmm. they go there and they say oh wow okay wow look at the the vibrancy here yeah. it's very very different mm-hmm. uh, what did she tell you about like the upbringing and what it mm-hmm. was like there
7: she said she she, she enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was that de- she said it was definitely different than you know out here in Fresno area. Um, you know, I'm I, it's a small town. It's called Parlier. Um, not too big. Um, you know, a few schools. She so that's where I grew up. Um, she said you know it's kind of similar, but it's not um, in terms of you know everything that's around. Um, she said that you know growing up it was kind of like her and her siblings. You know what they did was all with them so it was like her she i believe she has 11 siblings um, wow so i don't i don't think all 11 were born at the time when when she was out there but she said she you know she would definitely go back she loved it out there um and she was def, she definitely wants to you know be able to bring us all back over there to, to see you know everything out there how do you think that experience would be like if you were out there to visit and yeah. see it through her eyes I think it'd definitely be, definitely be cool. You know, I've always wanted to do that. always wanted to, you know, travel the world. But obviously, you know, to see, you know, that, you know, that experience, to experience, you know, what she did, see, you know, how her upbringing and things like that. Because obviously, you know, I've seen, you know, the way I've had her upbringing. So, you know, it's a little bit different out there. So, you know, she told me, you know, being able to go out there, you know, she's definitely willing to, you know, show me the ropes out there yeah well, uh, mJ and I I was telling you it's like we we talk about you know our
5: our grandparents or our parents, and mm-hmm. there's there's dichos, you know, the sayings. Mm-hmm. What are some of the sayings if you remember off the top of your head that your your grandmother would say? anything?
7: man, she would always <laughs> so like growing up, she would always cause we, me, my me, my siblings, um and my my cousins and everybody, like we were always all crazy so she would always you know (laughs) tell us she would always tell us like like stories and stuff like that and that was like the number one story i've always remembered her talking about was is the uh the Yorona. and that was she was always trying to scare us with that and that was the always the number one thing like she every time she would like we would do something bad she would say that and it was just like everybody was acting right everybody sitting down on the couch and all nice and stuff (laughs) <laughs> so it just took that and then you guys were in line yeah, everybody we were all terrified of that growing up like that was she was <laughs> he would just tell a story so we were all just terrified of that so like every time she would bring it up like we were act right we would change everything the way we talked and stuff like that and you know everybody would just act right now just you know she knew how to she knew how to handle us yeah
5: yeah that's what it's all about
7: right I mean that's
5: yeah she's she's leading things um you know what you've done in your career at Fresno State nothing short of remarkable you improved every single year Mm -hmm. and you had said in a quote that you are like a ticking time bomb ready to explode mm-hmm. love
7: the quote why did you say that in particular uh i just think that you know whenever i get the ball in my hands um you know there's always something like you have to have your cameras out because something you know special something crazy might happen you know i might take a fly sweep for 80 yards i might take a hitch for 70 yards um so it's, it's always you know no matter of one play with me and i feel like You know, being able, when I, you know, growing up, every single year I played football, um, that was just something that I lived by. And I feel like, you know, it was always just one play, one play away, one play away of seven points. And, you know, I felt like, you know, that was definitely something with me um just how you know I practice and things like that um the things that I do for my craft um definitely you know on Saturdays you know that's why I say that on Saturdays you know you never you never know um whenever I'm on the field you know if the ball goes my way you never know what's gonna happen.
5: Ah, I love that confidence what what do you get more excited about running the the jet sweep for 80 or catching a bomb for 80?
7: Oh man definitely definitely catching the bomb for 80. I think you know we know just show your speed catch the ball down there and you're already 80 yards down the field By the time you get to fly <laughs> shooter, you're only you know you're about 3 yards behind the the backfield so um I think definitely I would say definitely you know catching a, a long 80 yard bomb for a touchdown yeah it feels like the deep balls a little sexier right yeah yeah you could tell <laughs> at the combine everybody was going crazy for the deep ball so I think that was def- that was definitely be something that you know I, I, I would definitely like. What did,
5: you, what did you make of your experience at the Combine? Because here you are, you're coming from Fresno State. I'm sure you felt like I've got something to prove. You even mentioned it uh, earlier to me about mm-hmm. having that chip on your shoulder. What was that experience like? Because you ended up running the 40 at 4-4, I mm-hmm. believe. So you showed up and you showed out. You didn't mm-hmm. run the 40 in, in your pro day, but still – you really impressed a lot of people for that mm-hmm. performance.
7: Yeah, I think that was definitely something where I always, you know, believed in my speed, um, believe you know what I can do with my with my feet, uh, with my legs. I always knew that I was fast, so um, I always I felt like you know I heard a lot of things about oh he's, you're gonna run a four or five, I'm gonna be in a four or five five range, four mid four or five. So that was just definitely something where I was just like like there's no way I'm ever gonna run four or five so you know i think during that whole process um it was just definitely something where you know always trying to get better every day um and obviously you know when the lights come on you gotta you gotta show out um you gotta you know go out there do whatever you need to do to 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 showcase your talent so i feel like you know that day of the combine um being able to go out there you know the lights are on you know it's very quiet when i'm on the line about to run my 40. So yeah. it was just, you know, something that, you know, going back to your, your your technique, um going back to your training, you know, being able to trust in, you know, everything that you did, trusting your preparation. Um and I feel like leading up into that point, you know, I prepared very well for it.
5: Now, if it's the battle of two Fresno State Bulldogs, former Fresno State Bulldogs. Let's mm-hmm. just say it's Devontae Adams on one side, then it's you on the other side. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be, who's going to be the one that's going to be making that eighty yard touchdown bomb that we were talking about?
7: Man, <laughs> oh. I think you know. I mean, Devontae he does that every week, so you, you really yeah. don't know. So I think you know, just obviously, you know, being able to play on the same team as him, being on the other side of him, that would definitely, you know, be something where it's like, you know, it don't matter who catches the eighty yard bomb, we're all going to celebrate in the end zone. Yeah. Well, how much has he been an influence
5: on you, whether Mm -hmm. he's giving you advice or you just growing up and watching him play?
7: Definitely, you know, a lot of, you know, growing up, um, that was definitely, you know, one of the main receivers, main football players that, you know, I really idolized. Um, I mean, I remember going to the games with my grandpa, um, you know, Derek Carr and him were out there breaking records. So, yeah, um, that was definitely something, you know, growing up, you know, that was that's this is our only you know this is our professional team out here, Fresno State Bulldogs. So, you know, growing up, you know, every Saturday you don't do nothing else but go to the Fresno State game. So, that was definitely you know growing up and being able to you know watch him play, um, and then obviously you know playing in the same jerseys that he did, playing the same stadium that he did, um, was definitely you know a, a dream come true to me.
5: Well, what uh, what would be right now your message to talent evaluators mm-hmm. that are out there? who maybe they are a listener of ours mm-hmm. here. Like, what would you say to them that they are getting
7: in you? Mm-hmm. I would definitely say, you know, if you know if you choose to draft me, you're definitely going to get somebody that comes to work every day um, with the mindset, you know, to be the best player on the field. Um, obviously, you know, going out there in your, your rookie year, you know, you have a lot to prove. Um, but I always felt like, you know, I've I, I've had a lot to prove. So that was not really, you know really, you know, that's not, it don't bring a lot of stress to me. Um, but I feel like, you know, just always, always trusted in, you know, the technique, the preparation that I've had, um, my abilities to play the game of football. Um, and I feel like, you know, every year, um, when you get to that next level, um, from high school to college, and you know, now it's college to NFL, um, I feel like, you know, I put myself in a position to be able to go out there and, and just be a winner. Um, you know, that's definitely something that, you know, I've always been a part of you know winning programs, um, and I definitely you know want to come to a program that 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 wants to win. Hey, sign me up!
5: Sign me up! Man. I mean, Jalen, you are a cool customer out there, my Man. friend. Yes, sir. <laughs> really appreciate it. Before before I let you go, mm-hmm. any any questions that you have received at all from teams that made you
7: scratch your head a little bit? <laughs> um. Believe it or not I I have not there's there's been no you know crazy questions but they no you know, they're asking anything crazy um it's really been all you know business questions you know everything you know trying to get to know each other uh, trying to be able to tell my story um in a matter of, you know 10 5, 10 15 minutes so um, speed dating baby yeah, speed dating yeah, that's what it is but <laughs> no I, I have, I haven't uh I haven't got any you know crazy questions where I have to like like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs>
5: hey, uh, Jalen Moreno Cropper, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you, my man. I hope that a team is fortunate enough to select you and everything that comes with you and and your background and your heritage. Just know, here at the L Huddle Podcast, man, we are rooting for you. And happy for you and appreciate you taking the time and make sure don't be a stranger. All right. When you, Mm -hmm. when you get, when you get that first deal going Mm -hmm. and and you, and you get on the team, uh, don't forget about us little people here. All right. (laughs)
7: Never, never, (laughs) never. Can't do that.
5: Uh, uh, Jalen, you're the best man. Hey, good luck. Really appreciate it, man.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much. Have a good day. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring,
4: So see, here's the thing that I love about this podcast. The conversation never ends, right? Like the second we post a clip to social media, I love seeing all the responses. So if you guys are listening, please share these with your family, with your friends. Add in, like we want to hear from you. And if there's something that you want us to hit on, like a topic that we haven't gotten into yet, please let us know immediately because that's what it's all about. This is for us, right? As a collective, Mm -hmm. as una comunidad, so we're, we're always so, Familia. so happy um, to share these these like anecdotal um, things with you all, because we know that you feel it as much as we do, that you can relate mm-hmm. and it resonates um, with all of you guys. So that's been one of my favorite parts of, of doing th- this podcast this year, uh, Will.
5: Yeah, for me too. And also talking to people like Jalen, who is mm-hmm. yet another Latino that we can- um, Oh, great keep an eye on root for and, mm-hmm. and, and hope he has success, you know, just as a really cool, chill vibe. Chile yeah. verde is his jam. That's what he loves. That's what he orders. He's hardcore. Yeah. I yeah. No, no it. messing around. And then he wants to go to uh, Guadalajara. He wants to go there to, to visit family. And he's going to yeah. go likely at some point in time with his grandmother so um, it, it is beautiful. And we said it and we've said it at the beginning of this podcast, we all yeah. come in different colors, shapes and sizes. And that's what this podcast is about. Celebrating Latinos and and really everything, not just in the NFL, but entertainment world, music world, mm-hmm. TV world, whatever it Over. is, we're, we're here to celebrate and we're here to, to bring these voices to you.
4: 100% So please keep listening We love interacting with you guys um, If you love what you're hearing Just, you know, rate, subscribe, review And don't forget to share That's the biggest Think of it as un pastel, right? That your favorite yeah. Tia has made You want everybody to get a little piece, right? Claro. We'll share And you know us We're going to cook We're going to cook for an army So there's yeah. plenty to go around We will see you <laughs> next time For Will, I'm MJ We love you guys
0: 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it irish spring body wash and bar soap fresh green irish shop now at a store near you hey guys back at the playground again huh
2: yep you know what this playground could use a wine country heck yeah Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at Viking.com.
0: Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets.